Russian army rising. The church is the breeding grounds for raising godly men and women who are willing to apply kingdom principles and values to bring transformation to their respective societies. We need to have a national focus. We don't have to lose this ambition or else we work against the Great Commission. They are equipped in righteousness. Unless our righteousness exceeds those who just know ABC and surprise others to do, but they don't do. Unless we see that. We pray for God to raise right ministers in our nations. We pray for God to raise right tax collectors. We pray for God to raise right security agents. They are bold and fearless. Standing your ground when the battle has been heated to such an extent that everyone is running away. But we don't quit. For we know no defeat. The agenda to possess the nations. Welcome to an equipping center of the word and prayer on Pentecost hour. Stay tuned in. It's the Lord. Hallelujah. Very grateful to God for today. And for this great opportunity to come your way once again. So we are looking at the possessing the nations agenda in respect to family life as an endangered institution. I'll start from Pentecost and connect it to the family life. And the possessing the nation's agenda. See, the main Pentecostal test is Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now, despite the giftings and the graces that is associated with Pentecost, Jesus said, what really we have to receive is beyond tongues, is beyond the giftings, is beyond the operations in the supernatural. He says we will receive power. And this power is for a business. God did not just bring the spirit of Jesus to come and dwell in us for naught. It is for a reason. I want to remind you that Pentecost is for business. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. You will bail me out and you do that 
from Jerusalem. Jerusalem. And in all Judea. Judea and so in Samaria. Samaria. Into the ends of the earth. So the agenda of the power of the Holy Spirit is about the ends of the earth. Witnessing Christ to the ends of the earth. Pentacles is power. Pentecostal, you to me, it is power to live a life worthy of the calling we have received. Pentecost is power to live a sanctified life in a perverse society. To live a sanctified life in an unsanctified environment. Pentecost's power to continue what Jesus began to do and to teach. Pentecost is power for us to take nations. Beginning from our Jerusalem, in all our Judea, and to our neighboring nations, to the ends of the earth. It is because of this Pentecost power that we believe that we can possess the nation. That we can transform every sphere of society with the values and principles of the kingdom of God. How can we deal with the corrupt lands? How can we reverse the moral decadence in our society? See my brothers and sisters. Don't worry about the enormity of the task. But concentrate on the power within. And do something about your sphere and God will bring the increase. When we join the church of Pentecost. They were not telling us about the witches and the wizards outside there. They were. But they told us that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. You concentrate on the Pentecost power that is in you. And then take steps to deal with your sphere. And God will work the miracle. Pentecost is power. Pentecost power is the ability to act. The ability to do. The capability of doing or accomplishing something. When we talk about power, it is the capability of doing or accomplishing something. See, power, brothers and sisters, is the ability to create effects. So when this power is in us, we create effects. 
wherever the sole of your feet shall tread, that place will be yours. Once you step there with the Pentecostal power, you must create effects. See, one of the names of the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. Hmm. The Spirit of Jesus in us is greater than the challenges outside. All we need is to rise and take steps and do something about our spears. Me. And God will bring the increase. This evening, I want to suggest that begin in your Jerusalem. Let us all begin from our homes. And then you may soon cry, Say, if you are Jerusalem, if you want to talk about possessing the nations, don't jump your home because that is where you ought to start from. Why am I suggesting that we should start from our homes? The armed robbers and the kidnappers we see and hear about, they all come from homes. Men and women prostitutes, they were born by some human beings. They came from home. You see, corrupt systems and societal evil is crafted by human beings from homes. We really want to bring transformation into the society. Then, as Christians, we need to pay attention to what goes on in our homes. When we save the home, we will be saving the future. So, we will be looking at the possessing the nation's agenda Vis-a-vis the power of the Holy Spirit in respect to family life. See, the family is the base of the society. It is the family that makes the society and by extension the nation. So if you want to possess nations, let's pay attention to the family. It is the bottom support of the society. It is the foundation of the society. See, the family is also derived from marriage. The union of a man and a woman. And I mean biologically male and biologically female. All others are not marriage according to scripture. 
they are something else. Anything outside biologically male's union with a biologically female's union is something else. What I'm talking about is what the Bible calls marriage. Instituted by the Almighty. Any other thing is human idea. And Jesus said, let us go for the original. See, one of the things that we must boldly do is to fight anything that arises itself against the knowledge of God. It's okay for the devil to live side by side with us, but for us, it is not okay with us. If we really want to possess nations, then we must pay critical attention to the institution of marriage and family life. See, in our time, young people see marriage and family life as a border and an inconvenience to what they call their freedom. The lack of faith in the institution of marriage is rendering the family life an endangered institution. You see, it is threatened with extinction. Sometimes we joke with so many things, but we don't know that all these things that are going on. You see, when you are talking about marriage, my target is not to the marriage. I'm talking about the idea that young people even have. And Nancy Van Pelt, the altar of to have and to hold, agree with this assertion that I'm making. Nancy Van Pelt, on what she wrote about one Ruth Peel's visit to a university classroom. And her encounter with this university student. Now, this story is over 42 years now. See, Ruth Peel, wife of Dr. Norman Peel, tells of visiting a university classroom. Ruth Peel, no, or no, any beautiful Van Peel, neire. See, during her lecture, a beautiful, sophisticated, but scornful young lady sitting in the back of the room 
lifted up their hand and asked some questions. Yeah. She challenged what the woman said. This is over 42 years ago. So imagine what is going on now. In your remarks, you stated that you thought marriage was the greatest career for a woman. In my opinion, marriage is finished. And most of us here feel the same way. We don't think it is necessary or even desirable to link yourself sexually to a partner in your early 20s and limit yourself only to that one person for the rest of your life. This is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, titi, hey, yeah, ni ni kura se, eh, ya depa anasa di enyansa wum. So nu obi ebe bom se mumben nanti atina se aware for mum kwande nina na onese ni panatina da kuziso wobe titi muntem minyi ni se huni akura. Every eye was reverted on the young woman as she continued. O kasa wie ya naso guso kasa no wu ekwechiya wushia demu anase school demu nina ni ekotono so. I'm sleeping with a fellow I like. I don't want to marry him and I don't think he wants to marry me either. Mm-hmm. This is not my first affair and probably won't be the last. I can't see anything wrong with this. Someday, when and if I choose to have a child, I may be forced, now pay attention, by society to marry. But until that time, I shall not be part of it. And if I ever do choose to marry, and the relationship goes bad, if it goes sour, I shall not be trapped in it. Yeah. You can see all the discussion that went on when recently uh, it was alleged that somebody lost her life because of uh, challenges in marriage. And what went on in the social media was coming especially from young people. So people see marriage as a trap. Mrs. Peel, we are highly blind. We see what marriage has done to our parents. 
others and others and we do not like what we see do you have a ready answer so each bright face in the room swung around towards mrs peel who took a deep breath and replied, Yes, I have an answer. And I'm living it. I consider myself one of the most fortunate women alive. I'm totally married to a man in every sense of the way. Physically, emotionally, intellectually, spiritually. We are so close that you cannot put a knife blade between us. We are not two lonely individuals competing with each other. See, we are one and nothing else in life can compare to it. But you will never experience this if you continue to maintain your present attitude and code of conduct. I thought by this time the lady would have been quiet, but she was not quiet. I don't see why not. The lady counted defensively, but with less conviction this time. Why can't a man and a woman's relationship just be as meaningful outside of marriage as it is in it. Are we together? Mrs. P responded. It does not have the commitment. It does not have the permanence. It does not have the depths that comes from total sharing year after year. Working together, knowing that you are playing the game for keeps. Do you think we found happiness by just waving a magic wand? No, we fought for it. We worked for it. 
to us marriage is not a trap it is a privilege and there's quite a difference between relationship outside marriage and relationship inside marriage see this university student in this excerpt I've just presented represents an era when marriage even among Christians is becoming brittle and unstable she is representing an era see when I was in Kofodia I was invited to be a speaker in a function and then the topic they gave me was on marriage. So I spoke about marriage. And for me, apart from the Holy Spirit that uh, God has given us and Jesus who saved us, if there's anything good that God has done for us, then it is marriage. I've just said it. When God said what he has made is good and it is something that God himself instituted, he will never give us any evil. If marriage is bad, it's bad because of the two people involved. Not that the institution is evil. See, I, so I spoke about marriage. And then, no sooner had I gone to sit down than this lady who was the MC. This program was organized by one of the FMs in the place. And they wanted to celebrate an annual something. And then they asked me to come and preach. So this lady just picked the mic. Then she said, See, have you seen? Marriage is like um, bread in an oven. In an oven. Whilst the bread in the oven is burning and the color is changing, some Though has been lined up outside the oven waiting to enter. Na Mekasa we are mekotina se no anche and a nipa na odi any mono no ne ejumekua a tons of frame no and a ye juma and wakase awariye wowe at is a panwa ye tunu fru numu na ya fiti esamne we na ye de pa no no and asa ye de samna kwacha fru numwa e bea this girl has just made nonsense of all that I said. So I stood up again and I took the mic. 
instead of looking at the people I said my friend can you don't respect are you married then you also started shaking you make me shake in my seat I will make you shake before the people but look at that this is a mentality so that this lady we are describing 42 years ago now we have people in the society who who hold certain ideas about what God has made and they don't want to enter. They don't want to enter. If you really want to possess the nations, please let us pay attention to homes and to the family line. Now pay attention to this. Serial marriage through a sequence of divorce is modeled under the limelight by stars in the entertainment world. See, casual sex between adults raises no eyebrows in this society again. No, not at all. Teenage fornication is shrugged off as a universal and inevitable fact of life. See, most children in most homes grow up in pagan ignorance of God and His law. The picture implies that people are shunning marriage because they want to avoid the responsibility attached to it. They want a man, not a husband. They want a woman, not a wife. They want a partner, not a spouse. They want a progeny, not a child. It is even said today that abortion among the married is over and above those that are recorded amongst the unmarried. Today's generation lacks the commitment to marry and is afraid of the permanence the concept of marriage proposes. And they are quick to jump out of marriage at the slightest challenge. They say we are not compatible. Mm. 
they are not compatible. I'll continue next week. Praying that you bring all your children around. If you really want to possess nations, you really have to pay attention to our homes. That is the base, the family of the society. That is where the nation begins. If we save our family today, saving the nation tomorrow. I wouldn't want to end this broadcast without giving you the opportunity to give your life to Jesus. The God who is our strength, the one who gives us life within, to be able to stand and do what is right in this perverse generation. Now, if you want to give your life to him, I want you to raise up your right hand wherever you are. And please repeat this after me. Dear Lord, Today I repent of my sins. And I serve Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. You have prayed this simple prayer. You are saved. You are born again. Christ has come to dwell in you. And you have become a child of God. With strength. To obey his precepts. The family is an endangered institution. Those of us who are born again, we need to savage it. God bless you. Wherever you are, want to ask that you rise if you can. We want to pray. We want you to start from your home. What is going on? The fact that you are apostle does not mean that you can have good marriage. No, not at all. Good marriages do not come to apostle. It's not a bonus for being a church leader. No. What is going on? What about your family line? Where is your child? Today you are here on the Zoom. Today you are watching me. But where is your child? Shall we lift up our hands and let us pray? Subscribe to our social media handles for life transforming messages.